0: You are now tuned in oh! to Who Gets Love with Crystal Clear and BJ. Hello, everyone. On today's conversation, me and BJ, we're talking about the employer versus the employee. There are many ways to... Uh, have conversations about relationships but we are challenging ourselves to look beyond man and woman whatever the the combination we're just we're just going beyond that to have these conversations because we understand relationships when it's another, a different dynamic, a different dimension. But when it comes to like love and you loving somebody and being love and showing love and giving love, we seem to get confused. And so we're just taking this on a different level. I want to make it clear that the man and the woman can both be the employee or the employer. It does not matter. Whatever suits you, let it be. But we're just having this conversation in this different realm. So it's clearer. So... I want to talk about the resume just to jump us off.
1: Okay? okay. Okay. And the
0: reason I want to talk about the resume is because we understand sight unseen. A lot of times that's, what's going to get us the interview. A lot of times.
1: True. True.
0: The resume, I feel like is a good point to start is because you need to know what you're offering, right? You need to know, you need to kind of look at it and be able to say, Hmm, two years ago, I was in a bad place, whether it was a company that was no growth potential or, you know, in actuality, you were unhappy in your relationship. So we we need to be able to list that in a chronological order and figure out, like, where was I and what did I take from each experience? What was my duties and what did I take from each experience? What can I add here for my next position? What can I say I am good at now? Did I learn something new? Am I better at something that I was a novice in earlier so where am I today and I feel like it's good to get that on paper so you can get it in your mind and so when you are presenting it's fresh it's almost like practice like I I know what my resume looks like so I know what to say if somebody asks so I think that's a good place to start in dating because I feel like people are not prepared to speak on what they're offering and less than that they're not prepared to speak on what they want so that's why I want to start with the preparing of the resume
1: it makes a lot of sense um well first before we get into my you know (laughs) dialogue because you know i'm always the opposite side of the spectrum when it comes (laughs) to what crystal says on the show but um for you all that are listening me and crystal have this dynamic where it's the most peaceful debates (laughs) You could ever imagine to over analytical people to have. So it's like a person will say something and we have this Google Hangouts that we dump all of our ideas in because we don't want them to get lost in the text thread of us actually communicating. So Mm -hmm. we dump these ideas into this Google Hangout. And Crystal, of course, says something that triggers me every day. (laughs) and on the surface of the things that she says all of it is very valid all of it is very truthful and honest and it does have an like a really high really high exponent in terms of integrity and the relationships Mm -hmm. between people but it Mm -hmm. also reveals to me something I did wrong in the spaces to gather my experiences so it's like well wow like well wait a minute this is what I meant when I did the opposite of what you said in this statement that you just made Mm -hmm. so which brings us up to employer versus employee Mm -hmm. I realized that the way that you feel about your boss is normally the way that you feel about your partner when they're in control Mm. so That was very telling to me because I think I've hated every boss I've ever had. That was the first thing. The second thing was when we got into speaking on the moments when you may be the employer in the relationship versus the moments when you're the employee in the relationship. We don't realize that at that same moment. Of the position that you're in, you two can both be the same in that space. It's right. just that the practical way to communicate is a little bit different because if mm-hmm. you're both in the space of being the employees in the relationship, then naturally the skill that needs to be um, exerted will be teamwork mm-hmm. because nobody is in charge, nobody knows mm-hmm. the direction. So now we have to come together as a team to figure out in this moment what works best for the both of us. And it was like, damn, Crystal, again, like it was (laughs) like, damn, because I didn't realize that. Okay, it doesn't mean that when one person is the employer that automatically makes you the employee, you have to step down or feel beneath Mm -hmm. or reduce yourself you just have to communicate at such a level to where an employer can understand another employer
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's a meeting of the minds it's not a instructional conversation to where this person is handing you down a responsibility you have to just know how to communicate with who you're talking to so right right this is Another conversation for you guys to definitely feel overwhelmed in a sense (laughs) to how this is going to be presented. But again, Mm -hmm. like we're not in this space to dumb down anything. We have to Mm -hmm. grow and growth is painful. So um, I'm I'm just trying to introduce you to how complicated this thing might sound, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's the reason why we tell you to communicate with us, ask questions, share your thoughts. Give comments because we have to keep going. We can't stop to come back to get you. We have to keep going. So um, just follow the conversation as much as you possibly can. Take your notes and then prepare your questions. So let's just get into my thoughts on the resume. The resume was always important because Uh to me, when you come to any table, you have to know that you fit that seat. Uh, period there's no explanation outside of that you have to know that this table that you're sitting at you deserve that seat now one thing that we've always seen in spaces where we question ourselves is we'll have somebody review our resume or possibly help us to update Mm -hmm. our resume who is that person in your life
0: yeah good question
1: that's one of the questions that really like spawned over the course of our dialogue because in some cases we never go to the person that we actually love to help us to update our resume because you do want a certain level of truth but my question is when you actually are sitting in front of a person who may not love you but still care about you this may be the person you're dating how come when they tell you the truth is different than the person that is helping you update your resume?
0: Um, Let me just say something really quick. You know how I know for me personally, I don't update my resume until I know I'm no longer interested in a position. I'm sorry. I apologize. Mm, but mm. that's, that, that's just the truth, right? That's the truth. As far as like in jobs, like I, I ain't worried about my resume if I'm happy at a company. I ain't worried about it. But when I know, okay. Mm, I think I I think I think time, I think this is my season. <laughs> I think it's running out. I think it's time for me to be looking elsewhere and that's when I think about my resume. And honestly, um I'm only updating like the job description, what I actually did and putting the date and time and you know if it's still open if I'm still there. That's what I'm sending out, right? But, you know, in dating, you're just, you're basically saying, hmm, did this for five years. Did this for two years. Uh, I'm a better person. I'm not a better person. I'm bitter. You're not going to say that on your resume. But you're basically running down, like, what you got from that experience, right? Also, Mm -hmm. something else to add. In actuality, when you're looking for a job, if you're online and they have the job description, most people automatically... Say, I need to use some of these tag words in this job description so I can get someone's attention, right? If I'm not going to edit my resume to fit this description, it's going to be looked over. So I feel like when preparing your resume, while you feel like you know what people are looking for and you know what's necessary to land a job, you still got to be honest within yourself because if they test you on what you said you did and you don't have that knowledge, you're fraud, right? So I just want to put that Mm -hmm. out there continue
1: (laughs) now that that is where i was going Mm, in the conversation because of course this is the follow-up um conversation in the space that we're dealing with compensation now Mm. the trick to this um and we've asked these questions already in the very first um conversation that we had in compensation how do we determine proper compensation If you have no clues of what you are worth. So Mm -hmm. keep in mind, somebody has to employ you. Somebody has to give you an opportunity. And you've been in this space of your life, not really being able to determine what your compensation should be. And then they ask you on the application what your desired wage is. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a box that asks you what your desired wage is and then they also have a copy of your resume to accompany the application the credentials on the paper doesn't necessarily match the desired wage that you're asking for Mm -hmm. so we always we always asked ourselves when we were younger like why do they make you fill out the application and still make you give a resume when all of the information you feel like In the resume is already telling the questions they're asking you on the application. That's because they want to hear how you speak of yourself and measure what you say about yourself against what the questions are asking you. Mm -hmm. So now I get to determine, well, there's not much experience on this resume to legitimize why she's asking me for this particular dollar amount or compensation.
0: Mm, Yes, I I do feel like um, when you are when you provide a resume, you should not you should not absolutely not have to provide um, the application as well. But I do know what most people don't put on their resume. I know I don't. Um, You don't put your compensation at each position. Right? right right you don't put that on your resume and every now and again someone will ask for your compensation history and that's a whole separate document called mm-hmm. compensation history right. right and every now and again in the job description they're also asked they're also setting a pay salary you and know, they tell you what the pay rate is right they'll tell you the salary range on the job description sometimes and so in the event that that information is provided whether they're asking you or they provided it then before you even submit your resume you should know if this is something you're interested in you should know mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. also something to consider is when we are when we've been coached previously and in going into positions people have told me in the past never never say what you want to make if you don't know what they're offering always say it's negotiable (laughs) right (laughs) and if you think about that in terms of dating it's a setup for failure because if if it's negotiable they they might they may lowball you right if it's negotiable right so that you might spend gets
1: lowballed? who gets lowballed in that position because from my experiences in believing that negotiating was um, a useful tool and resource Mm -hmm. to any exchange between two sexes or the same sex for that Mm -hmm. matter, a woman is naturally not even in the the headspace of you saying that because it almost sounds like you don't know what you want to bring or you don't know what you have to offer. And she Mm -hmm. wants you to be quote unquote, intentional Mm. so like in that space (laughs) it's like this is this is the point where the attacks begin to take place because it's like okay the negotiation on my part as a man is to say well um I would just like to know what this job requires of me mm -hmm. and what I stand to gain from doing the job that you're telling me the requirements are for and it's like well if you show up and do what you supposed to do then you'll get what is coming to you right so that negotiation is shitty for us we not trying to negotiate in that term we want to know up front in conversation as we apply to each other what is this compensation going to be like for the two of us in this space? And I don't think that we're asking for a monetary value when that conversation is being had. We're asking for the best potentials across the board for both the employee and employer that we both potentially can be in this space that we share together. So think about the time when you were under a review of Uh your relationship resume Uh this may be um this may be a bad breakup this may be the perfect date or the perfect relationship but you were just under review what do you remember about those men who were looking over your relationship resume like what was the most memorable form of communication you received in that space that you felt like humbled you?
0: Um <clears throat> longevity in at companies. So if they're look if if you need a resume to determine my worth, right? And you're mm-hmm. looking at my history and you're seeing that um I moved around a lot, <laughs> you, oh, you, you, you okay. don't you do not you're not confident in my ability to Find a position I like and stay long term. So mm. I think that would that was what was humbling, humbling me because it's like, dang, ugh, I'm trying to seal the deal here, but my resume clearly shows that this ain't. This might not be long term. This might be temporary for me. So ugh, mm. I, I might not so, get this one.
1: <laughs> so what's that you steal? Was compensation in that space? Something that convinced you to sit still, or did you just want to do a better job
0: uh compensation is important, but growth potential is equally important, and um I like to be challenged like challenged challenging challenges are growth for me like if the job is too easy, I don't want it but if if the job is challenging me in some way that's giving me something to reach for every time I come in or whatever, then I am more. I'm, I'm more energized to complete the task and complete it well, right? I am mm-hmm. results driven. So I like to see that I am like gaining and, and completing tasks and getting things done. Like I need to see that on a daily basis. So if my job, if a job doesn't, you know, focus on like results then I don't have any way to note that I am actually doing something of worth. Mm. So, yeah,
1: that's interesting, like I look at um I look at when my when my resume mm-hmm. was being like kind of picked apart mm-hmm. at a time, my resume didn't really reflect who I was as a person mm. um it was just a lot of experience, but no skill got it so what would happen in those? And those moments would be submitting to what I felt like was the boss. Like you're taught in black culture that women are the boss. You know, when mama speak, nobody says shit. That's just Mm -hmm. it. That's the law. And um, growing up, I began to notice how passive men have become. In many of the spaces, I just kind of submitted to the idea that I had to do like other men in order for me to be considered the good worker or the employee, in a sense, in this dynamic that we're speaking of. So there is a there is a moment when your manager needs to know that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Your manager needs to know that I've been I've been skillfully trained. Mm-hmm. At knowing the best possible variables when it comes to this job. And sometimes giving too much power sometimes becomes an abuse of mm-hmm. authority. So um, I've had a lot of experiences where I just kind of just fell at the feet of the women that I were dating. And it's like, okay, well, I know she's hurt. I know her feelings are hurt. Let me try to soften this for her because she's hurting. Mm -hmm. when it's not even about the hurt it's about the truth and now as a man today I'm so confident in those moments when I have to say fuck her feelings tell her the truth
0: whoa um yes Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know something about you know the feelings, I mean, I don't know. So I. this is what I'm thinking in regards to like life in general, not not sticking to the uh, employment setup, but
2: uh-huh. both of
0: us are raised by our mothers for the most part, right?
1: Right, right.
0: It's a different experience when it's a woman being raised by her mother opposed to a son being raised by his mother, right? So I feel like in my experience being raised with my mom, it was more of a strengthening you know like make justifying me in my right to be powerful, right? Mm-hmm. women run things, you know <laughs> right? Right, right so that that's my experience so um and personally, my mom is the oldest of seven, right? So she was top dog, period. she has like four brothers, still top dog, right? So mm-hmm. my mom, and being raised by her was basically just you know making me strong in my womanhood. OK, just like fortifying me every way that I was going to be a powerful woman because my mom was a powerful woman in the sense of like in her family in her family circle and in her friends. So I could see the difference. So while I didn't necessarily feel like I had to bow down to other women because I saw a powerful woman, I knew I was one of them. So I, I can definitely see the difference in our approach as far as like you feeling like you had to kneel because. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it that way. I hadn't experienced the man that I would, you know, um, have to kneel to my presence because being raised by a powerful woman made me want a powerful man, if that makes sense. So in yeah, my it job, does. Ex- it does. yeah, in my job experience, I have never felt the need to kneel or make anyone kneel if that makes sense. So, yeah,
1: it does. Mm -hmm. I I think, I think for me, one of the biggest issues was the interpretation of the lessons Mm. that were being handed down. Because like, if you were to ever see like how you mentioned the differences between a, a daughter being raised by, you know, a single mom versus Mm -hmm. a son, um, a lot of times we'll, we'll devalue the woman, Who's in charge of the family, of course, mm-hmm. in that single situation, by saying, like, a woman can't make him a man. Right. When in actuality, she can mm-hmm. because we deserve to be emotional. That's right. her skill set. Mm-hmm. So don't take, don't discredit that by saying that she can't, she may not be able to make him masculine, but she can definitely make him into a well-rounded male figure. Right. I had to understand that first, that she wasn't there to make me masculine. She was there to help me to develop an emotional character about myself. Mm -hmm. Then too, when I look at my job to those women in my life that I kind of submitted myself to. Mm -hmm. Now, it's nothing wrong with the idea of kneeling. Mm -mm. like submitting to the the leadership of somebody who is more skilled than you because of course she taught me how to be emotional but I don't have the moments to utilize those skills because I'm in the presence of people who've been more emotional for much longer than I am Mm -hmm. so it's it's a difficult thing to Kind of play the back seat in those spaces because mm-hmm. again, even though you're taught to do certain things, people still have more skill in regards to what you now know. But what tends to happen is because you don't feel like you have what it takes to stand up to those people in those moments, you begin to think more than you feel
2: mm. because
1: you have to process. A lot of what you can't speak because, again, these people are more skilled at feeling than Mm -hmm. they are the practical parts of emotion. So this is your place where you know that they're being overly emotional. You can communicate and say, hey, it's okay. I'm here. Hey, it's okay. I understand Mm -hmm. this is something that you may not see in the moment of being overexposed to your emotions. This is the shift between the employee and employer, the employer who gave you the understanding of the job that you have with your feelings Mm -hmm. is going to sometimes overreact to those feelings because they've been doing this job for so long and there's nobody to depend on Mm -hmm. to kind of take the emotional strain off of the responsibility. And Mm -hmm. this is how you kind of have that interchangeable positioning In that space to where you can say, hey, it's okay. I'm here. You taught me how to do. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to feel the pressure. You don't have to feel the the burden of the responsibility entirely. You have a person that you taught how to be sensible in the space of emotions as well. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I think that we as men have to step up and deal with because we're just so comfortable with them being the emotional anchor all the time that we don't feel like we have to hold them down for anything. Right. It's it's just, it's just not, it's just not healthy to just allow yourself the ease of the space that you're normally in where you're on the couch watching the football game while all the women are preparing the meal the oven been on the whole time in that room that they're in, but you're sitting in the AC mm-hmm. like you don't you don't understand the dynamics of these spaces that women are in versus your comfort zone in those spaces of you taking the back seat. So it's like a, it's really a a, a battle in a it, sense.
0: No, it definitely is a battle because while again your your experience taught you how to be more mindful of the uh the woman's experience, while I was raised by a woman, my experience um made me uh more stubborn to the um the masculine experience. Like while I wasn't intimidated by a strong man, um I mm. did not understand why they felt they had to be so strong, right? So um, it's like, you know how you're saying it's a balance? You know, the employee is the employer and sometimes the employer is the employee. It's a balance and we go back and forth or whatever. But a lot of times um, uh, men have a problem being the employee when it is just the way it is, right? And I tend mm. to get confused When men have a harder time being weaker, because I feel like it's just the way it is, you know, being a strong woman taught by a strong woman, I understand my weaknesses clearly and they don't take from my strength. They only take from my strength if I don't know them as a weakness. So it's just like, I don't understand why men can't, um, uh, adapt, to their weaknesses. I understand the idea that they are not allowed, but I don't believe that to be true. I believe that to be a myth. So I kind of I kind of take away from men when they do not allow themselves to be vulnerable and weak. When they need to.
1: That's honestly that's honestly and this is just my opinion. That's honestly because women have been employers for too long.
0: Employers for too long?
1: Yes, It's for too long. In the structure of the family and the structure of the relationship. Because if you were to ask a woman who she prefers, like, let's just break this all the way down. <laughs> if you ask the woman who she deserves or who she would want for her partner now, she's going to tell you she wants somebody that could be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You hear that now. Yes. You didn't hear that back then.
0: No. So now
1: you're saying, now you're saying over all of this time of you being in charge, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. now you see the benefit of a person taking the day off from their masculinity. Now you're saying you see the benefit of a man having a vacation from the responsibility that he's deemed to be less than a man for when he doesn't do his job.
0: Yes. It's like
1: now we see this.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but I see, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the result of yes and no. So yes, the woman, the woman being the employer too long does now make them long for the vulnerability of a man because they, they, they yearn for it. Right. I don't, but for me, I feel like that's a bonus though. Right. I feel like her being in position to want that, I just m- makes them more equal, right? if we if we all understand what it looks like to be strong all the time and how tiring that is. If we all understand that, then we all understand the need to be vulnerable and weak and, you know, to take a day off and relax and unwind. we we all understand the importance of that. And so I feel like it was a strength, a bonus to be raised by. Uh, a woman employer, because mm-hmm. I I was built with that. I never entered the conversation expecting a man to be what they couldn't be, but that didn't mean I wasn't interjected in the conversation where men expected me to be something I could not be.
1: So do we understand? So do we understand as people how to appreciate your boss?
0: Um, I feel like we do. But I feel like when we're looking at people as our boss, and not our imp- and not our teammate, all the time, then we don't feel like we can reach them. We don't feel like we can be honest with them. If they're in charge, then they don't have to care. They're in charge, right? But if 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 there are. If they're our teammate, if we're both employees for the company, for the employer, which is the relationship, then we get to, you know, understand each other and we get to empathize and sympathize with each other. We understand each other better because we're both working for the employer, which is the relationship. In a relationship, the employer, the, the employer is the relationship. Right. And when we're putting thinking about the relationship, we're both the employees. So we need to work as the employees. That way we can understand each other opposed to coming against each other. Like, OK, this is the boss, because I feel like if we look at somebody as being always in charge, we we don't we can't reach them. We don't feel like they care, like no matter how I feel, they're in charge. So they still get to tell me what to do. My feelings don't mm. trump the experience.
1: No, we got to call women out on that. because their feelings trump the relationship at any level. When we talk about dating, when we talk about the courting, we're talking about the full-fledged relationship, and even in the more solidified relationship that we believe marriage to be, like the woman's feelings of what it feels like to be the employer. Now, let's keep in mind that you are, You feel what you feel, and these are the things that go before all of the other tangibles that happen in this space. The woman's feelings come first, knowing that she's been the boss in every situation that she's been in. When do you, as the leader, submit to the employee, the direction of the person who has been doing the job just as long as you? but just in a different position their trajectory is the same as yours they just don't have the control like when do you submit to another way of approach for the feelings that you know you have about the job that you've been in
0: when we when we look at the relationship as the employer and the boss when we are, when we are co- when we are colleagues and we're teammates we get to look at each other and understand each other and you know, empathize and sympathize. But if we're looking mm-hmm. at one another as the boss, we don't get to. Because we we don't feel like they're reachable. We don't feel we don't feel like we can be honest with them because we don't feel like our feelings matter. And just to bring something out for women in general regarding feelings, I don't personally, Mrs. Me. I don't necessarily feel (laughs) like when we say we feel we're actually speaking on an actual emotion. I genuinely think it's the word choice because we're not saying it is an actual thing. We're saying it's an experience. And so instead of saying this is what it is, we're saying I feel it's this. Not saying I am experiencing this feeling of sadness. We're saying I think I perceive it as this, but we say feel. And we're always saying I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. So men are interpreting emotion, 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 emotion. When I don't think we're actually speaking on feelings, we are just not calling a thing a fact because we know it is open for perception we understand that everybody's going to experience it differently so they don't necessarily have to agree and we are letting it be a feeling which can be manipulated and changed and altered to be different for everyone and that's what i think the issue is because when men hear word feel they automatically say "Mm, this woman (laughs) she feel like this she feel like that she feel like this no i don't i don't think she's speaking on how she's actually her actual temperature and mood i think she's Speaking on how she's seeing something, how she's interpreting something.
1: So how often? Oh, well, let me let me ask you this before I lose this, because I know that this is something that's going to be tricky to conceive. But Mm -hmm. How often as a woman do you feel like a person was communicating that you were being suspended versus a severance package? Like it may have been just giving you an undesired break from what it is you take for responsibility for because there's something that needs to be influenced in your performance that you took as okay they're just getting rid of me and trying to do something nice to get rid of me because emotionally that is A very dramatic position to be in because you already feel like you're doing a good job. Why are you taking me away from my job when it's simply saying I need you to reevaluate some things about the job? But you took it as this is just the moment they're trying to open up the space to dismiss me. So you react to the dismissal when it's just a break. Does that make sense?
0: It does. I don't know. How, I'm gonna, if it is not clear, if it is not clear why the break or suspension is taking place, I assume each time there's a break or suspension, you misinterpret what's happening. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. There's a thing that I know we do as women and we tend to be hard on ourselves, right? So if we didn't complete the entire task in a day or do everything that we feel like was expected of us. We are beating ourselves down. And if conveniently a suspension or a severance presents itself, we're going to tell us, tell ourselves it's something we did wrong. So I um I imagine the reason why it's going to be misinterpreted each time is because it lacked in communication. And a lot of times women tend to narrate a story that's not there for their own good and refuse to see what is happening as just that. So Mm. hopefully that answers the question.
1: It does. Like, I'm actually happy to hear you answer these questions because this is the only time I'm going to get a woman to tell the truth.
0: (laughs) Stop it. Like
1: to tell the (laughs) truth.
0: Listen,
1: (laughs) I mean, it's just, Oh my God, it just warmed my heart to hear that answer. Because for so many of us as men, like um, understanding that this is the reason why we don't like being employees as much as a woman feels as though she's been in the position of the employee because and this may be considered sexist, but that's not the intent. But in the space of a man being an employee, it's a little bit degrading in a sense, because the way that women tend to like maneuver between the employer and the employee is a a certain level of privilege. You have the opportunity as the boss to say, I want a man that's going to take care of everything. So in the space of being the employee, you're fine with that because you still benefit from the job privileges of being the employer. He's just doing what you told him to do. Mm. Right?
2: Yes.
0: But
1: if a man is the employee and he's looking up to the woman for the answers, he's looking to the woman for the positioning, he's even looking for the woman at certain points for the compensation. His manhood is dependent upon the performances and the responsibilities that he takes. So everything that he looks to you for as the employee could potentially still make him less than the man you will want him to look like as the employer. So he's stuck in this spot of not really being able to submit because women only want you to submit up until she wants you to step up
0: okay so again i was raised by a woman employer <laughs> therefore <laughs> um the company culture that was created at the company that i was you know born into um just doesn't sound like the one in which you describe and that's fine mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying right, to I'm right right i totally to, get that yeah I, i'm trying to um put myself in said shoes of the man, and um, I can't really, I can't, but what I do know for myself is the more you explain the experience of um being a male employee to a woman employer, it seems to be wishy washy right
2: mhm um mm-hmm. she
0: they they want a lot of things that tend to conflict right, and mm-hmm. it's unfair, really, because you don't know. What day to be who, <laughs> and I exactly, I exactly I I get the confusion because sometimes it's just easier to have the consistency of knowing exactly what you need to do all the time, every time, you know, so you don't have to think about it, right? But that that's also a way we detach. Like if we can put ourselves in autopilot, then are you really there? But we're not gonna go there just yet. What I'm trying to say, right, right. <laughs> what I am trying to say is, in my experience um we didn't give anybody that um that role to have to be everything we need them to be as far as submissive this day or in control that day because we were all equal and human and so we understood the experience and how confusing it was we understood that you know some days we were going to be on level 10 and can do anything and everything. And we understood that on some days we were gonna be on level one and wasn't gonna get much done. And we we extended that ideal to man and women, right? So in my company culture, I might as well have been the man and the woman because I saw the, the woman CEO do it all. So I might as well have been that person that took responsibility of everything. And so I would have never assumed that any employee, male or ma- male or female could be everything. Cause I just know it's impossible. I don't expect them to provide every single thing and go in the future and be something and know exactly what they want then, because I know it's not possible. So I do not, I do. I did not experience the culture in which you were, um, that you experienced in your past. I do I did not I don't understand it. And that's why I explain I don't understand the struggle for men not to be vulnerable because it is accepted in my experience.
1: Mm. So how would how will we go about merging the two um existences when they're vastly different? Because I know I know for me for a long time um, in order for me to be comfortable and being vulnerable, I didn't have, I couldn't care whether you liked it or not. (laughs) Right. And it was the, you know, it was just omitting any person, place or thing that didn't accept me for being my honest and vulnerable self. Right. So that leads us back to, the initial conversation of compensation where men feel like there is no support system. Okay. In order for us to be vulnerable to our our full capacity, we cannot give a shit about what people think.
0: Exactly. Uh I'm gonna tell you this the the biggest um perpetuator of this manly world and things having to be a certain way for men is men
1: yeah you're right you're right (laughs)
0: therefore um if a woman agrees with the men who want men to be one thing in particular it's because they were probably raised with male employers and that was the culture they were exposed to and learned to you know do well in okay and i feel like everybody is just trying to mimic their past to you know, make it something they can function in, in their present. Right. But Mm me, I'm just like, who are you? You know, what are you offering? Can you hang here? There is no, I don't, I don't need you to be anything particular, but who you are, you know, we're we're hiring humans. Like I don't, I don't want men to overexert themselves to do what they cannot do. Now I don't know if this idea takes the label from them but not to me, maybe to somebody else, right? So I think when you are finding your place of work, you need to make sure that you are making it clear that you are this particular employee. This is what you do. This is what you can do. But make, make, make them understand that you're not going to pretend to be something you're not, you know? And if they expect right, that- right. And it's unreasonable because it's not humanly possible, then that's not the company for you
1: so let me let me present a variable for okay. you to just like give me your answer as to what you would do in this situation. okay so let's just say you have a resume in front of you mm-hmm. from a potential employee mm-hmm. and based on what you're seeing in the resume. They have work experience, they have leadership skill, they have attendance, and all of the trimmings that typically go along with a satisfactory employee. But you notice on the resume that despite all of those things, they have more experience and emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is the employer that's looking for a partner, Mm right? Right. So they have the skills. They are just extremely emotional. Does the person's emotions distract you from the rest of the resume? Because on paper, the way that society, you know, with the support of women, of course, we're saying that male employers are at a very high detriment to other male employees with the support of women who have also been employers as well on paper he looks weak okay he he got the skills to do everything else but what's most prominent is he's emotional as an employer and a woman how do you pull out the best in this potential employee
0: so i'm just gonna find um the best fit for him so depending on me as the employer, if I know I I don't deal well with emotions, then I don't see this as a partner. But that's only because I know I don't, I'm not strong there, right? It doesn't mean it couldn't balance me out. But if I don't have that experience to know that, then I just won't know. It doesn't mean he's not qualified for the position. It's just that I would be very reluctant because I would fear the conflict, right, of, um, the emotions being too much for what I'm looking for. But I don't think I would just be like, Mm-mm, can't do it. I think I would trial this, maybe not at partner level initially, but I would trial it in a different position just to monitor the the way these emotions express themselves. Right?
1: So how do women do this in dating?
0: In dating, um, I feel like it's fairly easy. I feel like you get to know people. In dating, you just you just get to know them. You fill them out. You know, it's more than one date. It's probably two. You um, you do different types of things. Uh, you hear what they like to do, and you hear what they don't really like to do, and you expose them to both. You know, and you just you just take note, pay attention, and figure out mm. like um, you know what rubs them the wrong way, and you know what they what they actually enjoy. I think I think it's just filling people out and getting to know them and paying attention. To the best of your ability, because, you know, you, you, you also come with things you don't and do not like, you know, so it's, it's just that type of thing. So I feel like they're not eliminated based on this, not for me, not for my company, but I, I do see the, the reluctance for men in general, when they know that they are emotional. I just, I feel like it depends on the woman because there are some women who know they absolutely love and need an emotional man. And there are some women who also know they cannot because they're just not that emotional either. And then there's the people who are clueless (laughs) and this might actually work out for them because it balances them out, you know? And so I feel like there's a batch of all of it. I feel like the person just has to be knowledgeable of self enough to know how to work this out in her favor, his favor.
1: Now, the only difficult thing about what you said, although I agree Mm -hmm. with what you're saying is Of course, you have to trial this process to see if you will be able to adjust in the circumstances that are presented. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about dating, Mm -hmm. in order for you to monitor, a man still has to date you. And that hurts to know that this person has this reservation, mindful of the reservation, but will still allow a man to do what men do in the dating space. And this is the part that I think the employer needs to be mindful of because here you are saying that I don't all the way connect with what it is that you bring to the table, but you still could be a potential candidate. Mm -hmm. There's something on you as the employer That should kick in and say, well, no, I'm not going to let this man pay for seven dates just for me to let him down and tell him that he doesn't get the job. I'm not going to allow him to be entertaining and to entertain me when I know that there's this potential if factor that could go in different variables at a certain point of this trial period. But see, we'll have a woman who will allow this man to just court, 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 court this whole time, knowing that there's a a bit of resistance to who he is completely and then say, "Okay, you're not it. When he did all of the things that the job required. Right. So it's it's a difficult space to be in when you know that you still are the person that is to be courted, but you're still the employer too.
0: Right. But
1: like you have to adjust yourself in that space too, because that's still taking advantage of a person though. It makes sense.
0: Right. So here's this, here's the thing, right? So I understand I'm an employer, but I also understand the candidate is also an employer. So I see us both as employers, right? And the major employer is the relationship where we will be, you know, employees together, It'll be coworkers together to make the team mm-hmm. work. But I I get the 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 issue of being courted and the societal setup of the man doing everything for us to get to know each other. And I understand the investment and the excitement for a job you might not actually get, right? And I mm-hmm. I the, you know, the the issue with, you know, trying and losing but I feel like it, it works both ways. Now, did you see the job description, right? Did you see it, right? In the job description, um, hopefully it was detailed enough to let you know about the the question and the, the iffiness in regards to emotion, you know, just not being clear. And, and, and if you know that you come with this particular um, strength of emotions, You should ask questions during the interviewing process to make sure we are ready to, you know, start, you know, down the second and third interview, if you will, to see, you know, if it's Mm -hmm. a thing, like if if you ask about your, you know, your specialty and say, hey, I'm really emotional. How does that fare in this company? I feel like they should be honest enough and say, hey, um, we welcome it. Or they can say, oh, we don't do that well here. And I feel like that would determine if you're willing to try or not, because I don't know what's worth being um rejected and, you know, not given a chance because you have a specialty in a particular area that won't fit in this company or uh, um the opportunity to try. So for me I would always venture to say the opportunity to try is better than not but I do understand how the individual ends up feeling used if they don't get the outcome they looked they wanted but I think that is just dating like you might the the employer might end up liking the potential employee but the employee might feel like it's not a good fit it works both ways
1: I look at that as you know a way to communicate that we have to like remove the expectations that dating is a commitment Mm -hmm. like um because so many people feel like they are just deserving of the utmost respect at the the very inception of the dating process and even respect between two people has to be earned over time It's, it's not an immediate thing so like when you feel like you've been ghosted. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's a part of dating. You you don't have any entitlements to a person when you're dating. So like if they chose to ghost you as shitty as it is when we think of humanity and when we think of being a human being, like you're not entitled to anything when it comes to Dating, there is no rules set that must be followed in order for you to get to know a person. And this process, you have to just kind of use what happens to weed out the people who don't deserve your time, energy and investment. So in saying this, like we have to realize that to be compensated in any position When you're dealing with the person in the dating space, you have to know exactly what it is that you're looking for and not deviate from it. Because being compensated is not necessarily what the what a person is given to you is you getting what you're asking for. Right. It's two totally different things when you think about the context. Right. You know, a person giving you something is not compensation It's getting exactly what you ask for making sure that they understand what your requirements are, making sure that your resume is solid, making sure that you're doing the work and you're performing at the level that the resume is representing. Like you have to do those things and look at these things completely different because I think for me and I'm guilty of this, too. I thought that my resume was only to upstage the men that were potential candidates in the same space as me. So I never really tried to do a good job because I felt like I was the job. Like I am that. That's me. Like I that position fits me and only me. There's nobody else that can do what it is that I feel like I'm good at. Hmm. And true enough, there's a lot of guys that can do what I do. But the thing is that the relationship, when the relationship is not the boss. That is what tends to cause the strain between the two people that have to work in the same space, because here's one person feeling like, well, it takes a lot to deal with you as an employee. And then this other person is saying, well, I don't like when you in charge either. (laughs) So now it's like y'all don't know when to say, well, hey, how about you try my job and I try yours you don't know if, well, maybe we need to start at the base level and understand the requirements and the details of the job. Do we need to go back to orientation? Are there trainings involved in this space? Like all of these different things that you do at work are actually for a reason, mm-hmm. though you don't see it being worth the time that it takes because you already are setting your mind that I know what I'm supposed to do. Right. But we do need refreshers, even when it's something that we feel like we do well, you know, on the job
0: training, absolutely, on the job training, absolutely, Absolutely. because sometimes things change. Sometimes, you know, you might not get an increase in compensation, but your role requires Mm -hmm. more of you because things changed. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you just have to be open to, you know, adapting to the true employer, which is the relationship itself and not necessarily the the person that you're dating you know right because it's the relationship
1: now i want to take i want to take the opportunity to kind of spin this in a um uh analytical way okay that only you and i tend to you know do in these spaces now let's just say the employer Mm -hmm. is complaints right the customer is always right is figuratively something that we use to make sure that We're staying on top of Mm -hmm. the needs and the complaints of those that we work Mm -hmm. for. And of course, there's moments when a woman is complaining about her man not doing. Mm -hmm. There's moments when a man is complaining about my woman is not doing. Is how you respond to the complaints of your partner a direct representation of the type of employee you are at the core
0: I'm going to say not at the core, but definitely that day (laughs) or that that season, like that time of the year. So I'm going to say at your core, you would do your best each time at your core, but I don't feel like we're always responding from our truest self, right? I feel like Mm. sometimes we are responding from our current energy and how we currently feel. And if you recently made a complaint that had not been addressed. I don't see you eager to address a complaint as it comes to you. So I'm going to say a lot of times in these relationships when we are, you know, trying to deal with complaints, so many, so many things are, you know, that have been, you know, issues and complaints have been unaddressed. So we are not eager to do anything about them. So I'm going to say in a relationship where each complaint is taken seriously and dealt with, Yes, you're going to get a result, and that's going to tell you that you're in a healthy space and place. But if it's the opposite, things need more work, because we ain't addressing these complaints because nobody cares. The culture is at all time low.
2: Mm. That's my answer. Wow!
1: <laughs> wow! Because I think when um when we think about like going into the spaces of trying to identify like who we are. Mm-hmm. In those moments, because it it's a possibility that your you know your skill set is going to be stronger in areas to where you're going to feel like you're the boss or you're mm-hmm. the person that helms this responsibility. And then there's a there's a point where the two of you are not agreeing, so you have to understand that the dynamic of your conversation has to change from employer to employee to employer to employees when the relationship is the determining factor Mm -hmm. and you two have to work to understand the responsibility. So in those two spaces, you're going to get complaints no matter what. When, When the relationship is not being satisfied, there's going to be a certain energy. That's the indication that you two are not doing the best job possible. But then there's moments where in that in that finance area of your relationship the woman is the more responsible or the more educated in that space but the man is the person that makes the money now as a man what you're providing is not is not the determination of the job that you play right so you can't just assume that because you made the money that means that you know the best way to handle it you have to employ your wife or your partner to a certain level of position to where you submit to the idea of what i bring to the table she knows how to better manage Mm -hmm. like those are the 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 ways in which we have to work as that team to make the relationship work and then there's the moments where she may say well he's not the most emotional but i don't tend to think with a sound mind when my feelings are at a hyper state so him being the balance to the emotions that you feel like he doesn't show is still very much a benefit i ask that question because there's things that we complain about that we don't try to understand we look at the relationship as if it's failing because you don't get the the thing you want exactly how you want it you get it in a certain variable that kind of balances the two of you out and it's not always meant to cause tension or discord It's just to balance things out so that we have our equal share of differences and values that make the relationship what it is. And for the longest of time, I've always heard women say like men aren't emotional and that's not true because being a, being a thinker is a very emotional thing. Uh,
0: Okay. So here's my take on it. I, I think men are emotional in their, in a way that's different from the way women are emotional. Um, I think sometimes it's hard to gauge a lot of men's emotions because they are so methodical and logical. I think thinking is more of a logical thing and has very little to do with feelings, actual feelings. Like you're not going to be swayed mm-hmm. by your feelings in regard to the way you see something and think something through, right? You, It doesn't matter at any point. Does me being mad at you involve me taking care of rent and uh, mortgage, right? It just has to be done, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a there's logic and then there's feelings. That's where the mind and the heart, right? So a lot of women tend to utilize their heart and a lot of their decisions. So if men are emotional, maybe it is a logical emotion, right? Maybe it's logical. So mm-hmm. it maybe it's straight from the brain, right? <laughs> And maybe that's the yeah. maybe that's the that's why we don't tend to think it because women are like, Well, if you had feelings for me, you wouldn't be leaving me because of this, that, or the third, right? Well, it has nothing to do with that. Right. You know, my logic and my thinking is the way I am, you know, giving you emotion and that's the way I'm interpreting it too. So you might feel this way and mm-hmm. it might be driving you to drink, but I feel this way and I think drinking is unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like, yeah, true, yeah, true, so it's it's just that type- it's it's that type of thing with men and women. We just do everything so differently that we can hardly interpret it as the same, but I think if we are open and accepting each other's differences, it doesn't really matter what it feels like right, right, you know it doesn't right, matter what, what it feels, it feels like. like it it matters that this person is expressing to me this right here, like this is what he said. How do I interpret what he said and not make it what I feel like it is? I had to learn it for myself. I did it all the time. My husband would constantly be like, Crystal, that's not what I said. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but,
0: but, but when you said it, it was this, this, that. And so I told myself that it was that. And he's like, well, what did I got to do with that? Then you should be mad at yourself. Wow. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. And right. it took
0: that time and time and time and time again until I let what he said be what it was. It's hard. It's yes, hard. It
1: is, it is
0: because you there is so wow. much there for me. I don't. I'm not gonna put this on every woman, but for me, everything ties into everything, right? If he was mad at me yesterday because I didn't do something, I forgot something, then in my mind that that anger carried over into the day, and now he's picking on this, and it ain't true. But that's what I told myself.
1: I totally get mm-hmm. that. And I love how the dynamics between the two can challenge Mm -hmm. you in respects to how we going to make this thing work. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, the follow up, the follow up a lot of times is extreme because it's like here you are in a position that you've been doing for over a set amount of time Mm -hmm. and then now it takes a completely different set of rules mm-hmm. to make the relationship work right you know um that's almost like when that new boss comes in after the original after the original boss got fired mm-hmm. it's like okay now just because the leadership changes or whatever that dynamic is and the potential point of your relationship it's like now Your skill set don't even matter because the circumstances have shifted you and that woman or you and that man. And now y'all got to learn the relationship from ground level, even though y'all have been together Mm -hmm. for this certain amount of time. So circumstances really do make a difference to how things go. But what you practice in teamwork, being employee to employee. Mm will make that transition a lot easier because that's the support system you need for the changes that are taking place. Um, We have to stop thinking that under certain circumstances, there's one employer to be appointed between the two of us because that will cause drainage. Mm -hmm. You know, if every time this thing shows up, it's this person that deals with that thing because it's a possibility that that one thing will show up more than the other things that show up that you are the employer of. So you don't feel what that person is feeling as often as they feel it. Right. Like you have to understand that, you know, we're in this employer relationship where the relationship is the boss and that we are two people. Trying to make the boss happy.
0: Right. That's how I see it. And
1: in turn, and in turn, that's where the compensation comes in. That's where the incentives begin to come in. That's when the paid vacations begin to come Mm -hmm. in. That's when all of the pluses, the bonuses, the additives Mm -hmm. are being brought into the The relationship. But yeah, Yeah. the benefit package is different when the relationship is the employer and not the person individually with the stronger skill set or the the best awareness of emotions. We have to balance those things out. That's what the relationship is for. You know, to balance two people out and make them better for each other.
0: And if you think about your um experience with, you know, companies, a lot of times the best part of the job was the people you got to work with. So, if yes, yeah, so absolutely. if you're thinking about the relationship as coworkers, then I think it's different. You know, while, yes, sometimes you will each be the employer and be the employee, the the main employer is the relationship. And just something to, like, end on as far as, like, thinking about things. When you're in an interview, right, how often have you been asked mm-hmm. the questions, list some of your weaknesses and your strengths, and how many of us struggle with listing our weaknesses, especially in an interview? Now, I think if right. we're honest going right. forward, men would say, Oh, I am weak at being weak,
1: <laughs> oh wow, and, wow. And,
0: and women and women would say they are weak at determining when they're letting their emotions lead them hmm. and that's that's my thought. What would you say would be the weakness of men in general and women in general?
1: what you just said,
0: oh okay, <laughs>
1: we can definitely agree on that, you know, um. I still don't know as a man when I'm at my vulnerable best mm. as like awkward as that sounds because, um,
0: but it sounds honest though. It's honest. It sounds really honest. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and the reason why I say, I don't know when I'm at my vulnerable best is because the feelings of wanting to cry kicks my grind in overdrive. Mm. The feelings of, you know, wanting to just rest is why I think I'm being lazy. You know, like, Got you it. know, being being exhausted from your responsibilities sometimes feel like you're being defeated by what's trying to come against your manhood. So um, we need some type of therapy. In in terms of those concepts, um, oftentimes, and um, we don't recognize the moments to cry or to feel or to do anything other than what we're positioned in society to do,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it and it causes our women to suffer because, of course, in being in those headspaces, we become more unavailable, we become more unattentive, we become unemotional if that's a word to use in that space we become a lot Mm -hmm. of opposites to our spouses so that's one thing i want to um really emphasize to men is be at your vulnerable best because that's making sense of what you feel and allowing Mm -hmm. yourself to feel things you know and not be pressured by society to meet a standard that you didn't participate in the petition to create
0: right that's that's just like letting somebody you don't know run you like you don't mm-hmm. know where this come from but you've adopted this idea and now it's stressing you out like it makes no sense to me but okay yeah um <laughs> yeah i just i just i know that's how we are as people and it's just time to weed out the external ideas that don't serve you because you gen- you don't know where they come from
2: yeah. um yeah and
0: and you don't agree with them if you really just broke them down to you know figure out what it meant and what it means. Like you don't have to subscribe to every theory. Find your own.
1: Absolutely, um, absolutely. And
0: that's where I will you know stop and say I am you know done if you're done,
1: BJ. <laughs> oh, I am done too. I, okay. I, I'm real. I'm really mindful of how deep we go into. You know, these conversations and things of that nature. And I know that um, this process of employment for us all, you know, us mm-hmm. being, of course, the hosts and then also the employers of our listeners who, mm-hmm. you know, really have to adjust to, you know, the different changes and dynamics that this is bringing to them. Mm-hmm. Like we're all in. Well, technically, we're all employees of this employer that we call relationships in general, you Mm -hmm. know, we're trying to, you know, learn better ways to create effective change because again, Mm -hmm. like we've been, we've been hating our bosses for too long and, you know, not really getting along with our coworkers forever. And it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, the, the most healthiest workspace to even have a job fair, to look for potential in the spaces that we want to kind of pull some things out of. So I just want to, you know, give you just enough to make you think and then come back with questions and comments and we keep these conversations going so we can definitely cap it here. I really enjoyed this conversation. I did too. It was, it's been kind of hard for us in this compensation space. (laughs) (laughs) Because we, we the more we talk, it's like we should have talked about that first. And then it's like, no, nah, yeah. it's still knowing what it's, you want, knowing what you're worth. Like that's still yeah. at the forefront. But um mm-hmm. we've had so many like great dialogues behind, you know, all of this that um is just gonna keep these conversations going. So um I hope you guys enjoyed this. I really truly enjoy, you know, speaking to Crystal on both levels when we're developing and then when we're presenting to you guys you know in the form of these conversations
0: same here thank you for having a conversation with us
1: absolutely if you have any questions comments um this disbelief or disagreement whatever <laughs> whatever that is um definitely hit us up we're across the board who gets love so all of our um platforms are the same we have an email who gets love at gmail.com Um, Just let us know what you're thinking. We're going to really be unraveling a lot of these conversations. Our posts on Instagram are very important. Make sure you guys are interacting on the platform. Um, We ask questions. We open up conversations on our social media so that we can further these conversations and also have you participate in the development of those conversations as well. Um, We're really trying to make an impact in this space so um definitely communicate what you feel and think about these conversations if there's something that you don't understand present that don't feel a way about not understanding what's being said to you or if it doesn't make sense we are here to do that very thing to help make sense of what is being misunderstood in relationships for both men and women so um that's all we got for y'all